Repentance is a prominent theme during Lent, and it's a prominent theme in Scripture. Our Lord and Savior declared it often. He continues to say, repent or perish. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. King Jesus clearly and very emphatically called people to repentance. Our Lord and Savior says that by nature we are all sinners. And if we remain unrepentant, We are on a path to perdition. We will experience God's wrath eternally. But all who repent and believe in Christ alone to be saved, we are on the road to glory. Hear now the word of God, inerrant and infallible, in Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Now on the same occasion, there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered this fate? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or do you suppose that those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them were worse culprits than all the men who live in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he began telling this parable. A man had a fig tree, which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Behold, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? And he answered and said to him, Let it alone, sir, for this year too, until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not... Cut it down. This passage continues Jesus' teaching on the need for conversion. The people brought our Lord a report of what we'd call a man made tragedy. Jesus then added the story of what we often refer to as a natural disaster or an act of God. In both cases, Christ in no way denies the connection between tragedy or disaster and the judgment of God on sin. Instead, What he does is that he denies that those who experienced such things were greater sinners or worse culprits than others. Twice he asks, do you suppose? He's saying, do you suppose the people who experienced such things were greater sinners than those who didn't? Well, the people most certainly did, and if we're honest, oftentimes so do we. But then our Savior gives a clear and strong warning. Two times he does this. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Those who died at the hands of Pilate or under the collapse of the tower weren't given another day to repent, and nobody should assume that they can do so tomorrow. Now is the acceptable time for repentance. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit don't guarantee any of us another day. Our text ends with a parable in verses 6 through 9. It demonstrates both God's patience and 
that his long-suffering isn't unlimited. Those who fail to repent are on a path to perdition. They will experience God's wrath, and all of us deserve this. But for some of us, by the unmerited love, grace, and mercy of the Lord, which comes to us in and through Christ, we are on the road to glory. We have been engulfed in the goodness, beauty, wonder, and fellowship of our triune God. But we have to be careful. We are not to suppose that those who fail to repent are greater sinners than you and I. I tell you, no. It is only by the sovereign grace of God that we have been brought to repentance. We have been restored because of the omnipotent love and work of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him. Him. 